0: Well, good morning Greenwich and welcome to the Tuesday, August 10th edition of the Basement Academy. I expect that we've probably picked up a few new viewers or listeners uh, as we are beginning this uh, study or reflection on critical race theory or CRT. And so we welcome those who to our Basement Academy community if you're new uh, to the uh, listening uh, community. Uh, and pray that this time, the goal of these times is always to build faith, hope, and love uh, in Christ to uh, help us to be more faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, this format, if you're new to us, you'll you'll learn that every morning, little greeting, offer a morning psalm. I believe that God would have us to pray five psalms a day. And so I like to model that and to bring that forward. And then uh, after a short reflection on the Psalm to dive into the topic or study um, of the day. And so anyway, welcome. Uh, We also have a Wednesday discussion group. We call it the Bitter Enders. That is those who watch to the bitter end. (laughs) It is kind of somewhat affectionate uh, 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 naming of that. Uh, If you send me an email, Uh, dmeeks at greenwichprez.org I will shoot you the zoom link and it's a just come when you can there's no pressure no need to register we just you'll just zoom in at three o'clock on Wednesday afternoons so 3 p.m. every Wednesday and there's usually you know probably 8 to 10 12 of us that are in the room talking more fully uh, kind of in-depth about the topics of the previous week. So we'd love to have you join us when you can. So with all that being said, uh, let's begin with our morning psalm, Psalm 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts of the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. He is haughty, and your laws are far from him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, Nothing will shake me. I will always be happy and never have trouble. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, O God, do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it in hand. The victim commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man, call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found out. The Lord is king for ever and ever. The nations will perish from His land. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted, you encourage them, and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, in order that man who is of the earth, may terrify no more. Hmm. Psalm 10. And so clearly it's a prayer crying out on behalf of, or perhaps as a person who has been oppressed or harmed in some way. And it's really wrestling. Why is it that the wicked get away with this stuff? And, and that is a perennial question that the people of God ask. We look at the world and it seems like the righteous suffer and the wicked prosper. And, and there is this ability that so many have to be able to get away with stuff. And so... This, this psalm is wrestling with that. And so that's why we need to pray the psalms daily to make this prayer our own, either for some of our own suffering, some of our own struggle with injustice or somehow we've been wronged, but we pray also on behalf of others. And so uh, in his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises this Let's just say roughly this psalm is about a thousand years before the birth of Christ. So roughly in the time of David, maybe earlier than that, uh, more recent than that. But 2,500 to 3,000 years ago, these words were written, has anything changed? <laughs> the word of God is timeless. And so uh, in our own day, this topic that we're uh, beginning to take up here on critical race theory, it's an effort to address that something's gone wrong in the world. There is injustice. There is oppression. There is this perennial struggle between the races. Um, It's not just an American phenomenon. I said yesterday, we need to go further back. (laughs) We would say yes to the critical race theorists and said that there's something wrong in the world, that there is this This uh, fighting between the races, kind of a tribalism of sorts, and one gets uh, dominance over another. We would say, you don't know the half of it. The critical race theorists don't go far enough, I would argue. Let's go all the way back, not to 1619, when slavery began. uh, The first uh, African slaves were brought to the shores of the American colonies. Let's go further back we got to go all the way back to the garden and that 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 earliest rebellion that's the original sin so i would argue that critical race theory doesn't go far enough in in some of its um, criticism of of the world so anyway that was yesterday go go rewatch yesterday if you, if you haven't seen that one or go go watch yesterday okay let's go just kind of slow rolling into this thing okay want to kind of lay a good foundation <clears throat> Critical race theory, or often called CRT, that's how it's shorthand. Critical race theory, I would argue that for the most part, CRT today has become shorthand. It's, it's, it's erupted into kind of the public consciousness mostly through school board issues and so if you've been following what's happened up in loudon county over the last several months but you're hearing it on the nightly news uh, corporations are beginning to bring um certain kinds of training anti-racism sensitivity training uh, to court the corporate space um the military is going there federal uh, workspaces are going there Um, but schools in particular are where the battleground is happening. Should we be teaching CRT to children? And so parents have stood up at school board meetings objecting. Teachers have stood up and there are some repercussions for their uh, livelihood that has taken place. But I would offer to you that just in my observation over the last several months, When you hear about critical race theory, should it or should it not be taught to children, CRT is functioning as a shorthand, it's like a substitute. It's it's really more of a a kind of a nickname. Now, now what I mean by that, a lot of us, when we've got folks over to the house, hey, do you want a Coke? Well, no, I I, I don't drink Coke. "Well, Well, do you want a soft drink? Coke has come to stand for some people as just a generic name for any soft drink. Kleenex, Uh, do you have any Kleenex? Well, no, we've got some tissues from from Wegmans. I don't have Kleenex; I have Wegman's tissues. Well, that's what I mean, and so Kleenex becomes a substitute, a shorthand for just any tissue to, to blow my nose with. Um, tennis shoes. Hey, get your tennis shoes. Well, Mom, I don't play tennis. Well, you, you know what I mean. You're, 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 you know those rubber-soled shoes. <laughs> and so we say Coke for all kinds of soft drinks. We say Kleenex for all kinds of tissues. We say tennis shoes for all kinds of sports-related shoes. I would offer to you that what's actually going on right now is CRT has snuck in or it's come in and already in a very short time, critical race theory has become a stand in. It's become a substitute. It's become a nickname or a shorthand way of referring to something else, okay? And as I'll try to show, I think, later this week. I think I'll be able to, to do it, kind of get slow rolling in. But critical race theory itself is not what's being taught. But CRT is the cover language. It's the substitute language for something else. So in the popular imagination, when people hear critical race theory, those who are in support of it, what they're thinking is we absolutely want our, we want our schools to teach American history, even with respect to slavery, which of course our curriculum does and has, but folks want it taught more fully. And so in the popular understanding I would offer to you, I can't prove this, okay, but what I would offer to you is that CRT has become a stand-in for teaching children American history, particularly with regard to American slavery or racial injustice and the realities around civil rights. And, And let's talk about, like, the Tulsa Massacre, okay? 1921, I think we just had the a hundredth anniversary of that. <clears throat> and it was sometime back in June or Juneteenth, right? So, um, Juneteenth just became a national holiday. What's the history of Juneteenth? Well, it's when on June 19th, 1860, what is it? Four or five, forgive me for not knowing this. <clears throat> um, Texas became, it became announced in Texas that emancipation had already happened. Okay. And so the slaves were set free. And so on June 19th, so, so that's, so Juneteenth is now, well, do we really teach Juneteenth, Juneteenth? Do we really teach the Tulsa massacre? So what I think some of what's going on under the rubric of critical race theory, people are saying, we want, we want to teach about Juneteenth. We want to teach about the Tulsa Massacre. Let's include, let's expand our teaching of the reality of uh, the mistreatment of slaves or post-Civil War, uh, Reconstruction and Jim Crow. And let's teach a fuller curriculum around the racial struggle in our society. Okay, so civil rights, more expressions of the civil rights. And so the unfair treatment of blacks and other people of color, uh, thinking of like the Japanese internment um, in World War II. <clears throat> and so I would offer to you that here's what I think is going on. When people are talking about CRT in the popular understanding, they're just, CRT is the stand-in for American history in, its, in a fuller sense. Okay, it's Coke to refer to all soft drinks. It's um, Kleenex to refer to all tissues, it's tennis shoes to refer to all sports shoes. Yeah, let's teach CRT. Well, do you want critical race theory? Is, do you want a Coke? Do you want only the Kleenex brand? I don't have Kleenex, so you can't you don't get a tissue. Do you want a Coke? I I've got Pepsi, but you so you can't have a Coke. <clears throat> is it the critical race theory? theory, the very specific academic discipline and the conceptual framework that it is, is that what we're teaching children? No. And I'll try to unpack a few things in just a moment. So the first thing I want to get in front of you is that you probably, when you hear critical race theory, well, you got no idea what it is. I certainly didn't have an idea when I first heard about it some years ago. So I've been you know, kind of onto CRT for a little bit longer, <clears throat> maybe than some have. I'm not, I'm not saying that braggy, just I'm, I'm pay, trying to pay attention. And what I've come to believe is CRT is operating a shorthand for a, something else. So that when somebody, a, a parent stands up at a school board meeting and says, I don't want CRT spoken to my child, a lot of people are thinking, well, you're just a racist. See, somebody, some parent may have, might have actually dug into what critical race theory is actually about as this broad academic discipline and framework. And they're saying, I don't want my kid learning that stuff. Again, I'll tell you, I'll unpack it in a few days. So if you stand up and say, hey, I'm not in favor of teaching critical race theory to our children. The popular, like, well, <laughs> What a racist, what a bigot. You don't want your children to learn about American history and the reality of slavery and the issues of racial injustice. What kind of mom or dad are you that you don't want kids to learn about the reality of American history? Because CRT is functioning as a shorthand. (laughs) Those who are advocating for CRT mostly are just saying, we want a fuller expression taught. We want a fuller curriculum being brought. Human rights, American history, issues of justice. I think that's in the popular, particularly in the school board setting, there's a lot of confusion because some are, they know that critical race theory is something very specific. But for most people, CRT is just generic. It's Kleenex, it's Coke, it's tennis shoes, okay? So I just wanna, I'm gonna put that out there. And, and just in your own understanding, go, which are you, have you done some dive, some deeper dive, and do you understand that critical race theory is a specific discipline, or is it just some generic thing? Okay, what I would say is, so critical race theory itself is very specific. When you ask for Coke, you're getting the thing in the red can, okay? Not just a generic soft drink. When you ask for Kleenex, you're getting Kleenex brand tissue, okay? When you get tennis shoes, you're getting shoes that you play tennis in. Critical race theory is something very specific. I don't think most folks understand that. I don't think most folks care about it. What most folks want is teach American history. Let's let's go deeper into trying to address the racial issues of our society. As Christians, We ought to be concerned about that. We want to see justice. We want to see equity. That was yesterday's study, okay? And we ought not be afraid of a fuller expression of American history. Um, I've got open Psalm 78 here. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to refer to it and encourage you to read Psalm 78 uh, this morning or this afternoon or sometime today before you forget. (laughs) Psalm 78 recites aspects of Israel's history that are very you know we wish we would forget about that that that's the it's the hard parts you know it God set, set the people free out of Egypt and they turned away from him <laughs> and, and so it's incident after incident after incident of the the, the darker black horrible uh, I say black um the 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 the, the, the regrettable evil, things that happened in Israel's history. It's a recitation of all the sad lowlights, not the highlights, but the lowlights of Israel's history. It's the the dark spot uh, on an otherwise shining uh, family, okay? And so critical race theory is not teaching American history. That's not what critical race theory does. Critical race theory is something very different. It is a conceptual framework. It is a school of thought. It is a it, kind of a mental map or a model that stretches all the way back, has roots into the 1920s in Frankfurt, Germany, who could care less about American slaves. Okay? They, they weren't thinking American history when Max Horkheimer and Theodore, uh, the, uh, Theodore Adorno and these others started framing up some conceptual ideas and so I'll, 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 I'll do the, the history of it, um, I think, tomorrow. And so CRT is a conceptual framework. It's a way of understanding the world. It, it tries to offer some descriptive realities, but mostly it's interested in prescriptive realities. And I don't know, hopefully that makes um, um, th- that distinction, that language is, is helpful to you. So you take your child to the doctor, you go to the doctor, And you describe the symptoms. Well, it feels like this, you know, I've got a little pain here. I cough. Um, You know, uh, I I can't sleep at night, you know, or like with uh, COVID. I've lost my sense of taste and smell. I've got this respiratory thing. So you describe things. Okay, that's descriptive. Prescriptive is what do you do about it? take this pill, get this surgery, okay? And so critical race theory has its roots in something called critical theory that I'm gonna talk more, but it's a way of understanding the world that is both describing, but more importantly, prescribing a solution. Here's the treatment for what we think ails uh, uh, this patient, society, okay? so by saying that it's a conceptual framework, what I mean is, so Darwinism is, well, you know, most of us, Darwinism is like the survival of the fittest. It's adaptation among species. It's, you know, Charles Darwin. We've got a few things in our head, you know, and, and, yeah, evolution, right? So Darwin evolution, but that's very specific. Most Darwinists are atheists, they believe there is no God. Well, yeah, 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 but I'm, I'm a Christian, but I, I believe Darwin had, was on. yeah. Darwinism is a framework of thinking about the world, okay? Freudian psychology and psychiatry, it, it, there's a framework. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, the ego, the id, the superego. Um, yeah, this projection thing. Yeah, 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 so Freudian, yeah, but and so we use things like ego and id and, and but but no they're very specific and freud was not a christian very different marxism is this understanding of uh, history unfolds in certain stages and and there's something beyond capitalism and so you had what feudalism then mercantilism and then capitalism and then communism okay and so you've got this Marx-Hegel dialectic where history is moving in these uh, action kind of reaction. And then the synthesis, something out of that comes the new thing. And so Marxism is a very specific framework for way the world works. Okay. Um, just like science you've got the scientific method and you test you have a hypothesis and you test that and then you 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 run an experiment and you control for certain things and you've got variables and 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 then there's a way that you analyze the data that must be repeatable and it has to be falsifiable and so there's there's a, a way that a scientific mindset unfolds you know we talk about following the science well What do you mean by that, okay? And so science is a way, Christianity has distinct things. We believe God exists. We say God created the world as it is. I teach that God created humans in the image of God, okay? And so Christianity has very specific, it's a conceptual framework. The Christian understanding, Christian theology is specific with respect to the origins of the world. And the nature of the human family and and so uh, right and wrong and, and so ethics and morals and you know so, so Christianity is very specific in, in these things. Buddhism is the same Eastern thought, very different understanding of how the world came about and what the meaning of suffering is and, and how do we uh, what what Buddhist ethics are very different than Christian ethics and there may be overlaps in places where we're kind to one another another etc but so what I'm pointing out is that these are specific schools of thought they' they they they're conceptual models for understanding the world and then explaining the world, describing it, and then, speaking to out of that conceptual framework, here's the prescription, here's what we think we should do. So in the Marxist understanding, the proletariat rises up against the bourgeoisie who control the means of production, and there's the revolution of the workers, okay? And workers of the world unite and rise up, and then we move past capitalism into this shared communist so we share all the means of production together. And so Marxism is very specific. It's an understanding of history and human behavior and the like, okay? Darwinism, Freudian, and there's a you know countless other uh, conceptual models. This is what the human family does. We, we we all engage our world and we're trying to make sense of our world. And, and, and when the world doesn't make sense, we try to understand why the world doesn't make sense. And then we build a model around that. We, we develop some kind of conceptual um, uh, ideas and boundaries. And, and so Islam is not Christianity. Judaism is not Christianity. We share some common uh, thoughts, but... Islam and Christianity and Judaism and Buddhism and, and um, Baha'i and all the different world religions, they are very different conceptual frameworks. And people say, yeah, all religions are the same. No, they are not. So CRT is a specific, particular conceptual framework that has Roots that trace all the way back into the 1920s and and prior to that as well, but specifically the critical theorists that developed this understanding of the way the world is and the way the world works and then what we should do about that. And so critical race theory is a branch of critical theory. Going to talk more about this tomorrow. But what I would offer to you is that CRT not the generic form, Kleenex, Coke, tennis shoes form of CRT. Critical race theory itself is comprehensive. It's trying to explain the world. It's behavioral. It's very much focused on um, behaviors and structures that influence behavior. Okay, so this idea of systemic racism comes out of critical race theory, that the systems of our society, legal systems, educational systems, governmental systems, and so on, are aligned in such a way so as to be inherently racist. That is what's coming out of critical race theory. But there's a reason it it frames things out that way. So you have to look at the intellectual, conceptual, foundations and assumptions that critical race theory is based on. So when we hear, you know, about white supremacy and systemic racism, those are the kind of descriptions and then the prescriptions are all the trainings that are happening. Well then children need to denounce their whiteness. And so so that's so you've got a description, prescription thing going on. I would offer that CRT, and to some degree like all of these, is somewhat ideological okay it's a framework that wants to be comprehensive and explain the world in in a totality and then you live inside of that framework and so so I, there's a part of which you know I'm trying to I'm trying to take every thought captive for Jesus Christ that's that's the scriptures so I'm trying to Figure the entire world out. Think of the whole world through the lenses, through the framework, the filter of Christian theology. And so I would offer to you that um, what Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. So you, you look at the fruit of these various conceptual frameworks, and that's one way in which we might evaluate uh, the 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 helpfulness, the truthfulness, um, the rightness or righteousness of uh, these particular frameworks. Okay, so <clears throat> I think this is enough for today. I, I, I thought this would be enough to to go. So the the, the 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 takeaways for today is, hmm, I think most of CRT in the popular discussion is really just shorthand Coke and and Kleenex and tennis shoes. Most folks have no idea that CRT is a very specific kind of comprehensive behavioral ideology. Um, now there are some who do understand that already. And some of you who are listening and watching probably have already done some of your own deep dive. Okay. But I'm starting just very slowly. Um, should we be concerned about the history in our nation? Absolutely. Do we want a more a full and, and rich curriculum? I think we should always be uh, uh, open to that. The transparency of our scriptures with the, 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 the sad, tragic history of Israel, there's a sad, tragic history in America as well, but, but we aspire to something better. And so uh, I'll stop here. We'll pick up and do some of the historical background work to critical race theory. Let's go back to the 1920s and the Frankfurt School and try to get some of those uh, philosophical foundations understood. And then we'll start to bring it forward. Okay. So now how about that for some Tuesday morning reflections? (laughs) And hopefully you've watched to the bitter end. (laughs) Uh, Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your grace and mercy revealed in Jesus Christ. And we thank you for this wonderful way in which you've made us in your image so that we can think, we can reason, we can build mental maps and conceptual models. Lord, help us to, to, to think our thoughts after you, to love you with all of our mind. And so help me, help us together as we engage in this reflection and exploration together to think well uh, about our society, about um, these particular um, ideas of critical race theory and what it means to be faithful disciples in our society now and how we ourselves can live towards a more just uh, and, and equitable society. For we know as we read yesterday in the Psalm that you love justice and to help us to love it the way you love it as we make our prayer in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. May the God of all grace and glory, the God who created all things, made us in his image and and, and blessed us with his spirit and with his son, Jesus. May that God keep you and watch over you today and forevermore. Amen.